Good morning, and welcome back to the Slowest Reader Podcast. I'm your host, the slowest reader of all time, Isa. While I sit here in my bungalow on Mars, I'm going to be talking to you fine folk about the book How to Read Literature Like a Professor and how it is the best tool for creating a deeper understanding of any piece of literature. To illustrate to you guys just how useful How to Read Literature Like a Professor really is, I'm also going to be discussing the novel The Underground Railroad to demonstrate specific, helpful examples of HTRLLAP. See, I tried to make an acronym and I realized it's harder to say than the whole title of the book. So anyway, let's get right into it. So firstly, what is the Underground Railroad about? The novel introduces the main character, Cora, a young female cotton slave who was abandoned as a child by her mother who ran away from the plantation who lives on the Randall Plantation in Georgia around the mid-1800s. I know, already a tearjerker. Basically, all Cora knows is a life of cotton picking and survival. The only thing she possesses to her name is a small plot garden her mother once owned near the slave quarters. As many would have reading about Cora's garden, I would have simply acknowledged the garden's presence and continued on. However, this leads us into how how to read literature like Professor helped me identify literary elements such as symbolism and being able to recognize its significance. Quote, Feast or no feast, this is where Cora ended up every Sunday when their half day of work was done, perched on her seat looking for things to fix. She owned herself for a few hours every week was how she looked at it. She would glare at anyone planning incursions on her territory. This quote describes Cora's love for her small garden and really how it is her. Like I stated, her garden could be understood as just a garden, or with the knowledge gained from reading how to read literature like a professor, it could symbolize many things surrounding the theme of the novel. I'd like to add that I think Mr. Foster, the author of How to Read Literature Like Professor, is kind of a whack job. But hey, who am I to judge? I say this because at first read of his, at first read of his book, he goes on these tangents about vampires, a kid going on an errand that turns into an epic series of events, and much more. However, he is also a genius. Regarding the vampires, Foster describes in his chapter, Nice to Eat You, Acts of Vampires, also genius, about how vampires are famous in literature for symbolizing many human tendencies, not just for sucking blood out of hot women. For example, he states vampires symbolize things other than literal vampirism, selfishness, exploitation, and respect, concluding that ghosts and vampires are never only about ghosts and vampires. After reading How to Read Literature Like Professor, I took a step back to question if Cora's Garden can symbolize more, which in fact it tremendously did. The main conflict in the book is Cora's fight from slavery in hopes of being free. Similar similar to having freedom like a free slave, Cora's plot gives her that, quote, freedom from working on the plantation where she owned herself. Slavery prevents its prisoners from owning themselves, so when Cora has something she can personally own, it is treasurable. Furthermore, Cora's garden is a symbol of the importance of land. Especially being an abandoned child, Cora has nothing to her name besides the garden. Like Cora being threatened by other slaves wanting her land, Native Americans' land during this time period was also being slowly stripped from their grasp as their land was taken for the building of plantations. Cora's land being a gem in her plantation expects why she glares at anyone planning incursions on her territory as she constantly had to fight for her well-being since, a very, since she was a very young child. Only through reading How to Read Literature Like a Professor and How Vampires Are Even Cooler Than We Thought, I was able to have such a deep insight on Cora's character. Therefore, if you want to be a true intellectual, purchasing How to Read Literature Like Professor is a must. Boo-doo-doo. 
Foster states, quote, the real reason for request is self-knowledge. Now, what the heck does that mean? Oh, by the way, we're not talking about symbolizing vampires anymore. In Foster's chapter, every trip is a quest, except when it's not. He introduces the idea that any outing or climax of a novel is where a character makes a quest. I applied this to the Underground Railroad, wondering how Cora's journey to freedom could be a quest. When Cora was almost beaten to death by her master, she realized she had always been his and just now knew it. Knowing that in order to obtain freedom, she would have to see it for herself if she were to keep it, sending her on her quest. I always believed Cora's quest was simply to become free. However, remembering Foster's definition of a quest and how its real reason never invokes a stated reason involves a stated reason. I now understand Cora was seeking to establish her own identity and discover who she felt she was, free or not. Cora's quest was not only for literal freedom, but also freedom to be herself, whatever that may be. From grasping a deeper meaning of Cora's garden and the true motivation for her quest, the audience can recognize how Whitehead incorporates juxtaposition of freedom and slavery to augment how exploring the frightening unknown and jeopardizing safety is more fulfilling than enduring a life of captivity. Boo-doo-doo. By now, you have to admit how to read literature like Professor is the greatest tool for interpreting literature of all time, and you can't be an intellectual without it. I'll be back with another podcast in a few months, in a few months, when I can hopefully finish another book. Speak to you soon.